Wow, have I a surprise for you on the arts programme today, so you really better take off your shoes and a strong cup of coffee because you're not going to believe who I've meet, met. Meeting. Met. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delighted to have Anne-Marie uh, O'Sullivan here with me. Anne-Marie will chat about In the Midst of Plenty. It's a, a folk musical uh, in the time of the famine. It's on in the Roscommon Arts Centre here in Roscommon on the 6th and 7th of September. And before, I'm just I'll say hello to Anne-Marie for a minute first. Hello, Anne-Marie, you're welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I'm delighted to be here. We will keep our surprise until a little bit later on, but I thought we might start off with a piece of music from your show, and then you can tell us a little bit about the show. About show, is it called a show? It's a folk musical. It's a folk musical, yes. Rather, so. rather than a show, and it's... it's yeah. It's uh, it's amazing piece. From what I've been chatting with you, I'm really looking forward to it. And we have friends in common, haven't we? Yeah, and and, and Grania Hunt is singing this song, which is called Your Mercy. Okay. Composed and written by Amy Day. Amy Day. Grania Hunt is uh, she the widow? fabulous musician. Yeah, she's yeah. playing Widow Kilmartin in 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 the folk musical. Okay, and we have something to tell about that as well. So we're delighted to have Anne Marie with us, and Anne Marie is going to tell us about the new musical. Well, it's not a new musical because it was in the Famine Museum in Strokestown, but it is uh, coming to, uh, as I said, Roscommon Arts Centre. Um, I'm delighted of Anne-Marie O'Sullivan joining us. Now, Anne-Marie and myself, before we go any further, have history. <laughs> we didn't know. Well, Anne-Marie knew last night. I didn't know you're going to be blown away by this. <clears throat> My family home is um, in a place called uh, Muckerstaff Clarity, County Longford. And it was sold some years ago to Brendan Fagan. And Brendan Fagan has done an amazing work with it. And it's a pleasure to go back and see our home and to see what Brendan has done with it. Anne-Marie, would you like to take up the story? I will, yeah. So um, I'm good friends with Brendan and his brother, Martin Fagan. Martin's the archivist in Strokestone Park. Um, So we'd done some theatre work together related directly to the archives in the National Famine Museum. So anyway... um, Obviously, during the pandemic, uh, there were a lot of restrictions, so we didn't really see one another on a social basis. And last year, we had a bonfire in Brendan Fagan's house. He'd invited us with Martin, his family, his, you know, all his what the, the the husband, the wives, the you know, it was a, it was a lovely. It was a small gathering, but it was the first time we all saw each other. And Brendan had invited us, and he had given me what now I now know as your childhood bedroom so that's where I stayed that night and it was a a big reunion so it was very special we had a bonfire and it was just calm and we were telling stories and it was beautiful atmosphere but magical house yeah yeah and Brendan has done lovely work with as well he's he's carried on the tradition of our old it's an old house it's not an old house it's a young enough house but it has yeah it has its old features in it and he has gone back into what was um, Mrs. Golden's part of the house which had the beautiful tiles on the floor, tiles on the floor beautiful dressers in it the old fireplace was knocked down the fireplace in the sitting room would have been um, very ancient as well and the one in the, in the living room comes from a place called Anna Donnell which was my great grandmother's house wow. so <clears throat> yeah, you can certainly feel the history in the house like when you walk in because He's uh, he's an archaeologist, so he's very much into the preservation of, you know, old things, keeping things um, well and alive. So, yeah, beautiful place. Okay, 
Could you hear it? Okay. Um, can I just say that the magic of the, uh, uh, that I'm blown away. I'm normally blown away, and I'm just blown away by that story when you came in and told me. Okay. Mm. Now let's go on to um, in the midst of plenty. Tell us a little bit about the midst of plenty. Well, in the midst of plenty is a folk musical that's set in the time of the famine, and it's written and composed by an American composer called Amy Day. So. Um, she had visited the National Famine Museum in 2019 and she was inspired by the documents that she saw housed there in in that museum. At that point it hadn't been refurbished so it was still um, quite basic but um, she was struck by the story that is is embedded there in 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 the history about the assassination of Dennis Mahan, and she saw the gun that is is in the museum. She was looking at th- at the documents from the 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 inhabitants of Craigor Townlands, the petitions for food, for time for more rent, like Widow Kilmartin, who you just listened to that beautiful song by by Grania Hunt singing there, um, and the the words. That she that Amy had taken from that original petition um, are about this widow who is asking for more time to pay her rent. Her circumstances are desperate, and it's when you when you listen to the words and you listen to the melody, um, it's so emotional and it's so um, meaningful when you actually look at the original documents and you think, wow. This was, you know, not too long ago that there were so many pleas and desperate pleas for the most basic of things. So um, what this folk musical does is it it is taken all of those archive documents and brought life into them and looked at the human story behind those in a very emotional way. And there's nothing quite like music to be able to do that. And, and I'm sure you could get that sense. You could get that ses- sense from the piece of music that we played in Mercy. You get that there, that um, it was a sad, harrowing time, a lost time, a wandering time. And I'm, I'm amazed that you have so much work uh, available to you in the Famine Museum in Strokestown mm-hmm. to show what people, how, how, how much, the written work, how much people were struggling. Yeah. And and it's it's very different when you stand and you look at handwriting. Like you know, t- today we're very used to very fast messaging systems, uh, quite an impersonal way of communicating. But when you imagine, it it would have been very difficult to come across paper and something to write with when people were so impoverished. And so what you see when you look at some of the old documents is that paper was so hard to come by that you would see lines of writing going from one side of the page and then crossing over to the other side and this is what inspired me as a theatre maker to to, to to weave some of these um, documents into the costume design and the set design so we can really look at you know who were these people what was happening at that time um, and <coughs> you know what what were the main main points because there's there's so much within this story but even though this 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 folk musical is 
is based on the assassination of the first landlord to be killed during the famine times. This particular story would be mirrored across the country when you come across all these stately homes that are now like maybe they're museums or they've been they've been tumbled down or they're ruins now um you know if you just zoom out for a while you realize that this was a story that was repeated across the country um so i think it's it's hard to look at this part of history because it's so harrowing it's, it was so horrific and the more the more that we look into it it becomes um it's i think it's deeply in, in, embedded in in the yeah. way that the culture has has <coughs> risen from yeah. that it is part of our history as part of and um we still haven't got over the famine um I don't know, will we ever get over the famine? And I know other cultures have, have famine and have um, other problems and other terrible uh, atrocities happening in, in their world and in their uh, country. But for us, the famine was a huge thing, a huge, huge thing. And I don't know if that's um, that's embedded in us. And no matter what, we will go back to the famine and we'll go back, to, no matter what the conversation is in, in uh, when you're out on a few drinks or whatever, we go back to the famine. And I don't remember the famine, but I still can go back to it. Yeah, and if if you were, if you think about the stories of your grandparents, yeah. um, it's not too long ago. So, I think that there obviously w- wouldn't have even been the opportunity to have such a privilege to create art. You know, the people that lived through that, or the second generation from that, wouldn't have been in a position to be able to easily tell that story. And I feel like. Um, that the, why there's been such a, a positive um, whoosh of energy, I suppose, from our audiences so far is because it is still a relatively untold story. Um, and there's something about the way that Amy has written the music that makes it palatable because how do you address such an atrocity in a way that is both respectful and... Um, Truthful and honest. It's very hard to find that fine balance uh, because it is a horrendous story. But, I mean, we don't want to go to the theatre to sit and watch a horrendous story. But we, wa- we want to know the story as, as true as it can be and understand it, but not be terrorised by it. Exactly. Am I, am I there? <laughs> yeah, because I, I totally agree mm. with you that with, with that because this is one of the things that really worried me. I mean, I come from a, a, a half Irish, half English background, so I would come from, I suppose, both both, uh, both <laughs> sides. Um, and I've, I, I think about the history and how it was or was not taught in the way you know, like I, I was educated in England, it wasn't really taught, and I think. Um, or it was taught in a very uh, conservative, um, held back way. So to be part of something that shines a light on this uh, part of history, I think is really important. And one of the things I wanted to make careful uh, consideration about was like, who were these women? That, of course, like you, if you go to the Strokestown Park Memorial Board of the 1,490 people that were evicted off the land. In, in that May of 1847, you have the list of 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 the men of the family groupings with the numbers, and 
that unless you were a widow, your name wouldn't have been listed anyway. So it's really interesting that this becomes a, a, a women's story because it's it's actually that the main characters or the lead roles in this are women. And they would have been fabricated by Amy as she was writing it. But um, there's a real strong sense of who they were in this. So um, obviously a lot of... Um, there was a lot of propaganda about the Irish at the time. If you looked at newspaper articles, how they would have drawn the Irish people was very derogatory. Yes. Um, and Thanks. yeah, and and, and <clears throat> what what I wanted to do is try to create uh, a representation of these individuals. Who were they? Uh, you know, how could you represent the strength and the beauty? of these characters so each of the women have embroidered into their um, aprons a flower which became symbolic of their character like Bridget who's played um, by Julie Sharkey who's a local actress fabulous actress um, she has a thistle <coughs> sewn into on, on, onto her apron because I, di I didn't want these um, these women to be just dressed in rags like you know who were they they would have they had a very vital and um, thriving linen industry in this area before the famine. So it's like there's little details that, you know, that just mark certain points in, in what Irish culture was before that huge catastrophe. And can I just ask you, is it mainly women that's in the production? Well, we have a cast of 16 now. Um, so we have, actually, we have Bridget and Mary. Um, they would be the main female roles. Um, but no, we've got five and we've got two local children that are in the production. They're absolutely wonderful. Um, so, no, we've got a cast of 16, but that includes the band too. So um, we've got um, a band of five. Okay. So that includes the fiddle player, the piano, <coughs> the drums. The fiddle player is Neil Fitzgibbons. Yeah. Yeah, I know Neil. Yeah. Um, or Niall. Um, yeah, it's Neil Fitzgibbons. Uh, Neil, okay. It sounds a very, um, yeah, empowering piece to look back on and, and, and to give credit to these people in, in the midst of plenty where they had nothing and there was. And I mean, I, I went to, um, Portumna had a, an exhibition, I can't think of the name, but the, um, the guy, he did wood carvings. And the wood carvings were fantastic. But the story they told was harrowing. And you would put out great with one hand and you'd cry with the other hand. And you know, the bell for people to pay to watch the the starving Irish uh, drink soup. And he carved out a bell, he carved out animals. It's just unbelievable. I must look his name up again now because it was in Portumna a couple of years ago. And again, I can I can relate to it, your your your, your programme on this. Hello, Noel. Hello, Arsula, how are you? Not too bad. Good. Uh, we'll catch up with you in the next part sure. and then maybe we can have a conversation because I'm quite sure we you can, would interact. Yeah, because I'm, I, I'm, I'm very interested in what Anne-Marie was saying there and it was like I could feel it in my, my gut. Bones. <laughs> what you were talking about and the effect this, this production must have. It must be incredible. As you can see, we're having hijinks here in the studio. Um, 
and Noel is blown away about the midst of plenty. Can I just tell you, uh, thank you very much, Dean, Dean D. McKiernan. Uh, Kieran Tuhi was the T-U-O-H-Y, was the sculpturer that did the wooden sculptures that were in the Port Tunna, and I'm telling you, you'll be blown. When I say blown away, I mean really blown away by them. So if they ever come up, I know they went to America for a while as well. And uh, Dee, thank you very much for that. Thank you for all the other messages coming in as well. A lot of people blown away by, by the, the midst of plenty. Noel Malloy has joined us. Well, Noel has joined us a while back, so he has. Um, and I'll put yeah, on the microphone here, Noel. Now, forgetting to put on microphones around here. Yeah. Um, so, Noel, tell us, the last time I was talking to you, you were heading to Galway and you were... Um, yeah, it's it, the project with the William and Mary University yes. students um, that were doing their summer camp in Galway. <clears throat> I can't think of the name of the river. The Eglinton Canal. The Eglinton Canal, yeah. Canal yes. Um, it was amazing. Um, they were a great bunch of people, and uh, the actual project was, is called the, the Bishop Arts Cycle Project, and Bishop in the sense of returning. So, uh, as we spoke before, before it, it goes back to 2014. But it was an amazing day. The weather, or amazing few days, the weather, like, getting up to the 30s and that sort of thing. And it was uh, heavy going, performing by the canal. But um, it was great. It was very rewarding. And the students got into it, and we did our ritual performance and that sort of thing. And it's the... I haven't received any documentation yet, back but uh, it that I, I i would i wouldn't be too worried about that because they're working on the documentary of the whole project and as well as various other aspects of the project so it's an ongoing thing and that's happening in williamsburg at the, as we speak and as soon as they have things organized i'll be getting the documentation so back and you're putting together a bible no. <laughs> you heard I it here first. A, I wouldn't call it a Bible. No, told no me it's, it was it's, a Bible. it's a fictional character I I made up, and I've actually named him Nave Owen. Then Owen. Owen, as in river. And um, all right. The well, it started with the uh, uh, the piece I made, the, the sculpture relief called the Eglinton. Uh, book cover, right. Hence, in the sense that if you, when artifacts are found, they're named after the place they're found in, like the Arda Chalice or the Derry Naflin Horde or whatever. So this was the Eglinton book, and this fictional guy who became a saint and who got involved in uh, cleaning up the trash in Ireland, etc. Can I ask you when was he nominated as saint? When uh, I don't know the exact year, <laughs> uh, but no, the ongoing project will be uh, I will be producing a a page from the book, which will be the sort of um, how he how he came about and became a saint. So uh, and then there'll be the back cover, and uh, the back cover will be a homage to. Uh, Salva Regina oh yes and uh, uh, Single Mothers so it will tie it's, it's all tying in with the idea of 
of, of you know uh, this ancient thing, and plus I want to bring it into the the uh, in, in, into modern times and that sort of thing. So we had a great time. The performance went very well. It was done in a children's park. It's called the Millennium Children's Park, and it's just beside the canal at the bridge. And uh, so there was plenty of kids about and that sort of thing, and uh, great weather. And then we spent the uh, more days. Then we spent uh, taking junk from the and trash from the canal. So as they were taking the stuff out, uh, I was looking at it and looking at the possibilities. So it all ended up down at the kayak club. So I sh again shifted through and chose what, pe what bits and pieces uh, I would use or could possibly use in the sculpture. So there will be not only the page and the cover uh, extra, but there will be five more works come from this, and that will be some freestanding sculpture and a perf two performances and... Uh, and also there there will be a couple of videos and this is this is in the future it's not um yeah it will take it will take a number of months before um before they're finished but as they're finished I will be posting them and sharing them and, and when, will, will you be having <coughs> an exhibition Noel I haven't decided yet Okay. And they may well end up in uh, in the Muscarelli Museum in Williamsburg, where the other pieces, the other pieces now, yeah, in the yeah. Muscarelli Museum is part of William and Mary yeah, University. And that's and in the United States. It's in uh, uh, Williamsburg, Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah. So these other uh, pieces will probably end up with with those uh, in, in that collection as part of, of the, whole, the whole project. But I may do, because there, because there, is, uh, there will be a number of, of pieces come from this, I'm not sure exact number, it'll be around seven. I may have a, a show locally of the f of when all the works are finished and do a performance as part of it. So we'll see how that goes. That's what's in the back of my head. You know, nothing's written in stone. And it's like, uh, we'll see how it goes and see how it develops. But so there will be all these works made. Right, so when, when that's happening, you'll come back to me and let me know. And I will, of course. And definitely and, and, be coming and along it will to be, see. It will be local, I'm thinking, in terms of the library or something like that. Okay, well... Something I'll very public. We'll definitely be coming along to see, so, so we will uh, know. Yeah, that, that's a possibility, you know. Um, yeah, and, and I'm just excited about it because because uh, I got some great material from, from the... And some interesting... There was actually a 45 jukebox vinyl uh, that was taken from, and it had been encrusted with, um, uh, I don't know what would you call it, you know, from the, the river. And um, so I cleaned it and played it. I've yet to discover the actual band who's playing the tune, but it relates to a song that was written about a mayor of Chicago back in the beginning of the last century. And he's, it's like a, what would you call it? A, a, a glossed over song about what he achieved 
in as mayor in Chicago back in 21. And do you think he was Irish? Uh, no. Um, and uh, he, in actual fact, was in league with Al Capone and all of this. So there was a lot. He was involved a lot with the gangsters and that sort of thing. And, and at that time, there was race riots, which he ignored and all this sort of stuff. So there was a lot of under, underhanded uh, activity going on in terms of developing property and all this sort of thing because he was known as a builder and he was known as a, a, cr a creator of public projects and that sort of thing. Big Bill something, I can't remember his, his surname but um, <clears throat> he would have been deeply involved with the, with, the, with the gangsters and that sort of thing at the time. So there will be a specific performance come related to that again bringing it because of the political situation at the time, say with Capone and with uh, the race riots and that sort of thing, again, you know, no, nothing really changes when you think of it. Because today, with the race riots, etc., happening, you know, it's it's all tying in. So this this I'm going to tie it all in, you know. So it's like like that was 1921. And and can, like, can I just ask you, have you researched that, or is on the the um, uh, vinyl that you got from the water it, d d does the song tell you this story? No, the song is a brushed over sort of uh, well done Big Bill for you know being one of the greatest mayors we ever okay. had attitude where he wasn't he was a gangster and So he had his own song Oh he had he, he played his to, he, he worked to his own tune <laughs> <laughs> He yeah. played his own vinyl. Fascinating enough on the on the B side of the well, whether it's the A or the B side, I don't know, because there's no label and and uh, um, is a children's song, which is really weird. And I'm still trawling and looking and trying to discover who the actual band are. I think they're probably from the sixties. Well, listeners, if any of you know who who's the band is. That produced Maybe I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a copy of the actual yes, tune, and you might play it, and people might. Okay, might you can do that for me. I'll send that know? in, and yeah. I'll, I'll play it for you. And uh, we're looking for the mayor of. No, no, I know all. That. I have researched all that. Yeah, I know. All we just of that. need the band. I'm just looking to see who who the the band is that yeah. actually put this out. I'd say it was about the sixties, from how it sounds. Okay. Well, more so the children's song sort of thing. So. Right. Well, we'll see. It's an interesting avenue Absolutely an interesting. And it'd be nice and to see what you do. Enough, uh, I got it. There was a DVD as well that was taken out. And that was uh, Peter Sellers and Sophie Lorraine. Uh, you know you know that uh, film? Oh, it's gone to head. It's gone out of my head. Um, uh, Goodness Gracious Me. You know that? You know you, you ever heard of that? Goodness Gracious Me? Uh, was was uh, a popular tune from it wasn't actually used in the movie but it was used to promote the movie The Millionaires or something like that it was called okay a comedy um, but it's funny how all these things you know funny. Tie and even the objects themselves you know from the zebra shells to signs road signs car you know uh, car number plates uh, bits and bobs there's a little children's toys and stuff like that so it's all very sort of okay yeah. well when when you're having your um production of <coughs> this um eglinton canal 
research with Mary and I've got the name of the other William and Mary. William and Mary. Um, we'll come back to us and we'll yeah, we'll, sure. we'll chat about that. Yeah, yeah. No, you have something you want to go. Yeah, I have a, a conference coming up on. Well, it's more of a a um, yeah, it's a conference type situation where last year I was involved with. Um, with an organization from out of Argentina, um, Cine, Cine Plus Perfo, and um, they're based in Buenos Aires. And the whole idea behind the project um, um, they were organizing was to look at how, given the pandemic we're in, and how it affected. Uh, live performance and uh, performance, performance arts specifically, and how uh, artists dealt with not being able to perform live and performing uh, for video and this sort of thing, and how it was documented, and how uh, uh, audience related to it. So there was a call out, and we uh, we all got together and uh, over the space of three days and I'm telling you, you know, Argentinian time is not Irish time, so <laughs> it's like three and four o'clock in the morning and I, I was involved in this thing, so it was quite a quite So a you were stretch. out late? <laughs> it was quite a stretch at the time, I'm telling you, and um, even though it's going to be easier this time because it'll be during the day when it, when, when the conference starts but um, it, it's gone through a series uh, that was last year when the actual uh, uh, perform uh, conference proper took place, and then after that, uh, people were invited. Uh, people who watched the videos, who watched the the, were invited to make their comments, and there was a set of guidelines that they could follow. So there was a whole analytical thing done of people's reaction to the performances and how they related to the performances and that sort of thing. And 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 uh, they had these awards, and it's like called Golden Pear Award, and all that sort of thing, for in relation to how people. So I got a Golden Pear as to how people reacted to the performances and that sort of thing, and what could become uh, could come out of that in terms of how in the future we can relate these performances through documentation, through video, through whatever, which way. Even though live performances are back and yeah, slowly coming back and uh, festivals are starting up, I'm still a bit hesitant about travelling because of the, the pandemic as it is and, you know, uh, other things keep popping up like the monkey box I only heard this morning there's something called the tomato something or other virus start in China at the moment thank god I only tuned into Ross FM <laughs> <laughs> just keep it local people just keep it local <laughs> so it's like um, you know I, I'm still biding my time in terms of travelling though I'd like and have been invited to travel and as well as that financially it's 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 becoming a burden to, to with the, the increased cost of, of travel and that sort of thing. And also, also, there's another factor to take into account is the carbon footprint. And this is something that uh, I know, I remember, it's been ongoing and being discussed for a long time. 
And I remember back when I attended a, a festival in Prague, a uh, performance festival uh, called Performance Crossings, and we, we started to debate about this and how do we adjust or how do we, um, you know, uh, uh, how do we, do we lessen our carbon footprint and what can we can what can we do to to you know not make such an uh, an impact it's difficult for me because i i have to i can't hop a bus or a plane and go to germany or whatever and ask you it would take forever especially when you're talking about a festival being three to days to a week mm. in length so i need to, to get on a plane but for people who who, who are living in the mainland, mainland Europe, they can hop a bus or they can hop, they can pull a car or they can whatever. So we're looking at it from, from all this, all these angles and that sort of thing. But the way things are going, it's, it's just a little bit more difficult as well, as I said, financially because of the rising cost of, of, of flying and stuff. Um, narrow down how we can follow this latest project and uh, where where would we follow the latest project? Yeah, t- t- thanks, Arthur. Uh, it's called Analytic Con- uh, Conversations and uh, Cine Plus Per, per Faux Artist 2021. 20, uh, but it's it's starting at 1 o'clock Irish time on Saturday next, the 27th of August. And you can tune into it on the Facebook page, which is cine.plus.com. P-E-R-F-O that's their Facebook page or you can go to the Instagram page which again is Cine C-I-N-E dot plus P-L-U-S dot P-E-R-F-O and or you can go to their YouTube uh, channel which is uh, Cine plus Perfo C-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-P-E-R-F-O and you will see you will see the 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 activity there. So uh, the, I, um, they are on my uh, exhibition page on my website no, um, uh, com. Uh, if anybody and you can just click into them and it'll bring you straight to, the, to it. So that's one o'clock next Saturday um, the 27th. And I'll take a copy of that, Noel, um, when we finish up here in the studio and we'll put it onto our Facebook page mm-hmm. and I'll put it up on my Facebook page uh, so if anybody wants to tune in and make um, make conversation with yeah. yourself because you're on Facebook, Noel Malloy. Yeah. Um, so we are. Now I'm just mo- going to move over to Celtic Eye because um, Celtic Eye have um, a Strive for Life uh, exhibition coming up uh, on the 17th of September in um, the library in Banlasloe. Um, the Celtic Eye work with Karsk Landscape they're involved in um, saving our land, looking around seeing what we should be doing, biodiversity um, and, and, and that and they're a, an artist group as well which have I, I can't tell you from uh, goddesses to modern art the, the amount of art is amazing they have guest artists as well at this exhibition so um, I'm talking to um, Nicola Bowles about the Celtic Eye Strive for Life uh, exhibition coming up on the 17th of September. Ursula Edith for the Arts Programme on Ross FM. Absolutely delighted to be standing here in Quiltig among all the art 
and the variety of artists here is amazing. It absolutely is amazing. From Celtic art right through to um, modern art. Now, I'm here to talk to you about the exhibition that we're having in Banlasloe, or you're having in Banlasloe, called Strive for Life. When is it? Um, well, first, I'd like to welcome you to Quiltig. Again? again? Yes. I yeah. love coming here. You love, oh, I'm glad you do. Because every time do. you come, you see... You see something different. Yeah, yeah. so much art here, yeah, mm. and so many different diverse artists here as well. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so we're very excited. We have our new exhibition coming up, Strive for Life, um, Strive for Life Part 2. Okay. So we had Part 1, as you remember, in March um, here in Quiltig. But now we're doing... That the, was the opening of your exhibition. That was the opening of our exhibition gallery. and the opening of our gallery. But we've done a year project of collecting photographs from people online from around the world to do with biodiversity and preserving of our nature and trees, our planting. So we're now going to be unveiling a beautiful collage at this exhibition of, um, of a tree and everybody's photographs. There'll be a piece of everyone's photographs in these. So the exhibition is on in the gallery in the library and we're actually uh, the Celtic Eye Art Group along with the guest artists which includes yourself Thank Ursula you. and along with um, the Irish Wheelchair Society in St Hilda's we're actually opening the gallery for the first time since before Covid so we're very excited about that and um, it's on from 2 until 5 on Saturday the 17th so it's from 2 to 5 on Saturday the 17th of September 17th of September 2 to 5 and as I said there's a lot of guest artists and Jed McMahon is actually one of them and I think Jed as you know he's a singer songwriter I think he might be singing a song as well at the exhibition. Can he yeah. sing? Oh, he's a fantastic singer. <laughs> he is a fantastic singer. Didn't we have him on the programme? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and he writes his own music as well. Writes his own <laughs> music. We've uh, Artists from around the country, we have Jerry Kennedy from Galway, uh, Gerald Keefe from Cork, and then a lot of local artists from Athlone, um, Dean McCarran, uh, Rosemary Lantry. So there's a load of artists, um, all di- very diverse artists, so we're very, really looking. And our youngest artist is a little girl called Alicia Dempsey and she's seven years of age that's our youngest artist this time yeah wow. so we like to include everybody as many people as we can and I'd just like to say thank you while I'm here to Una Kelly and Abby McGovern who are part of the library and the gallery there they've been very supportive in everything that we want on the day for the exhibition and that exhibition then will run for two weeks just about to ask you that two weeks and is it just from two to five every day no no only the opening is two to five on that Saturday as we're launching it and we're launching the unveil of our new piece this um, Celtic tree but it's open then every day library hours library hours every day so hopefully if you can't get there on the day for the launch you'll be able to get there one of the days I think for every day after the launch because on the day of the launch we will have a craft table there there'll be loads of pieces of art but after that I say there could be up to 80 pieces of artwork maybe a bit more in the gallery for the two weeks so there's a lot of work there so to it's be well seen. worth seeing yes yeah, well worth and can I just say one little thing yes. what our exhibition is about as I said Strive for Life but it, this um, is also in collaboration with the Cars Farming Group as you know that we do a lot of work with them on biodiversity and saving the landscape of South Roscommon so the pieces of work that will be there on the day is about climate change, biodiversity, uh, preserving trees, heritage, folklore, and there is going to be a collection of goddesses as well. Thank you. I will be there.
You will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm really looking forward to seeing it because I do know the variety of, of art that you do have on display. And again, as you said, you're coming from the serious issue of biodiversity right. and being aware of what's going on in and the heritage of Ireland, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And um, the folklore, I just love the folklore of Ireland. And more importantly, there'll be cupcakes on the day. <laughs> <laughs> and a glass of wine or a cup of tea. <laughs> a cup of tea. <laughs> uh, the dates again. So they launches the 17th of September and it runs two for to five. two to five and it runs then for two weeks till the end of September. Thank, Thank you, you, Nicola. Thank you, Ursula. Hiya, Liam. Long time no see. Same here. <laughs> Liam Kilday, are you going to ask me to dance? Right. Well, I'd be honoured. <laughs> Would you like a dance? I'd love a dance. We'll dance out of the studio later on. Okay. Tell me, uh, I understand you've been out at Coxyfin? Yes. Seafin. Seafin? Yes. Okay. Are they two different places? No, it's all the one. It can be, has two abbreviations. Okay. And where is that? It's in South Roscommon. Okay. It's in the Karst Landscape in South Roscommon. And I was out there and the views there are just splendid. And I, and when it comes to dusk or, or in the morning at sunlight, so I, I've always admired it. So I'm being honoured. I'm going to put a... I took a few snaps and I'm going to have them in the art gallery in Van Start for life. A start for life, and anyone wants to come and see them. And so I hope you like enjoy them. Well, we're looking forward to seeing them so we will, and you'll be part of that uh, exhibition, Strive for Life. Yeah. But then, of course, you have been very much involved in well, the Well, I've exhibition. been honoured now that I can put these in because I, like, they're really... So, and I want to thank Nicola and the, and, the, and the ladies for letting me in. I hope they don't chuck me out. <laughs> <laughs> they, won't, they, won't, they won't chuck you out, so they won't. Tell, tell me again, this is part of the Karsk landscape. Yes. And there's... Dolings. There's Dolings, yes. I'm beginning to learn, am I? You are. You have to learn. I've only had three three lessons, <laughs> but I am. So it, it's a very unique landscape. It is. Actually, we have National Parks and Wildlife down, and we have a semi-natural grassland there. And it's also a huge... It supplies all the, the drinking water for South Roscommon. So the cars, it's very rare. And, we, and there's a barrier reef on that landscape as well. So it has a lot going for it. Okay. So one evening in the sunset... You were up there and you took these photographs. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. I, 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 as a child, I've always admired them. Yeah. And like, and just one evening, took out the camera and I took a few snaps. And the camera doesn't even capture what you're seeing there, but it it will give an image of what really you're, you're seeing. So it's it's a prehistoric landscape that you're looking at. Right. Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing these when in the exhibition, and then we'll be putting them up on the, the arts program Facebook page. Arthur, thank you very much for being a pleasure. Lovely to talk to you again. Lovely to talk to you again. That was Liam. Uh, that was Liam Kilday, uh, and I'm talking about the exhibition that's coming up in um, Banlaslow. Our next guest is uh, Professor Ralph, Ralph Kenna, who was at a, a, a Kiel Teig uh, exib- um, gallery uh, outside Banlaslow, and this was his reaction to what he's seen there. It's an amazing uh, gallery, so it is. Absolutely delighted to have Ralph Kenna here with us, who we had on the arts programme last week, chatting about goddesses and how we're going to go forward with re-remembering or finding our goddesses. But you're here in Quiltig today. And I'm honoured to be here, delighted to be here. It's absolute, well, it's a, it's a total joy and the place is joyful and very significant and very, it ties in extremely well with our project, Irie evoking Ireland's resilient female icons. And what you have here is absolutely perfect, matches perfectly. So the idea is that basically lots of our icons and our inspiring women in mythology have been suppressed, overwritten, lost or whatever. And our the Irie Project is aimed to raise awareness of them, which is exactly what you're doing here as well. And in an extremely, extremely skillful way. And absolutely, 
beautiful art, beautiful artwork. So I think it's fantastic. I didn't lie, did I? Not a bit, not a bit. You said you said I'd be over. What would you say? Overwhelmed. Blown away, or blown, blown, away, blown, blown away, blown away. Which is exactly what I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it, it's an amazing uh, art mm. studio, amazing mm. diversity. It is, yeah. Um, and one piece looks as amazing as, as the yes, next. Yes, I think I'd have to stay here a hell of a lot, lot longer to absorb it properly because there's only been a few hours. Diversity and the, the, the vibrancy, the joy, the, the, the positivity, let's say, of it. And our, our hosts. And our host, our splendid host, yes, also overwhelmed. <laughs> thank you so much. We it's brought our own cake, we weren't empty. No, no, no. <laughs> Ralph, thank you so thank much, you. and we're looking forward Thanks to having you. Yeah, we're looking forward to catching up with you again and, and moving forward with the goddesses. Yes. Okay, uh, that was Ralph Kenna, Professor Ralph Kenna, um, and we will be catching up with him further on in the year. Thank you. And our next guest is uh, Rosemary. Rosemary Carty and Rosemary is uh, um, telling us about some of the goddesses she has painted and uh, we would delight to catch up with Rosemary and, and we will be catching up with Rosemary again in the future. Rosemary Carty, long time no see. Hi Ursula, good to see you. Good to see you too. Yeah. Rosemary, um, we're just today talking about goddesses and you've painted a number of goddesses so could you just tell me about your goddesses and the, the, the ones that you've painted? Okay Ursula, so I have painted Danu which is the, uh, the the tribe of Tuatha Dé Danann, and she was the leader. She's the mother goddess. She is associated with animals like uh, horses, fish, and seagulls, and uh, she was also a sovereign goddess of her health and wealth and prosperity. And also, Anya is another goddess that I have painted, and but she's associated an awful lot with, you know, the land and wealth, sovereignty. Anya. And, Anya. Yeah. And I've also painted Eru. And if you think of it, Ireland is called Erin. And when uh, some of the Gaelic people arrived in Ireland, they met Eru and they said to her that uh, if they if they allowed her, if she would allow them to call their our country after her, which was Erin, she would grant them the land. And that they did agree to. And she's actually buried in the hill of Ishnach, which is in County Westmeath. Westmeath. And also buried there is Lou, Lou, Lou. Lou, Lou yeah. yeah. And, um, There's a lake up there where it's yeah. uh, Loch Lou. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she has, she's quite associated as well with the um, part, part of Limerick. Part of Limerick where they just found the stones, isn't where it? Where they just found the stones. Mm. Uh, so, um, yes, Goddess uh, Aero is associated also with Loch Gore in County Limerick. And uh, there's lots of little stories and little um, mythology attached to that. And will I tell you one of the stories? Yeah. Okay, so um, there was this guy, he was a um, piper, and uh, they were they were all invited to this big party that Eru was giving around the shores of Lake Ogor. She asked him to play music all day long, which he did. And then when the music was finished, they all threw him coins but she got annoyed with him and she turned the lake and the all the money that he had got into stones and he woke up in the middle of the night and he was very upset because everything he had earned had all turned into stone but she relented overnight and when he woke up the next time he was surrounded with abundance and wealth and Loch Gore to this day is and, and that's Eru yeah, that's the goddess Eru, Eru. Yeah, yeah. and she's now Buried in <clears throat> Ushnach. That's the fifth province she's buried yeah, in, yeah, under Catstone yeah, yeah, in Ushnach. Yeah. So she is mm-hmm. an amazing place to amazing go as well. Yeah, to go yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rosemary, 
always mindful of information. Thank you for joining us again Thank on you. the Arts Programme. Thank you. So that was um, um, Celtic Eye uh, about their exhibition and uh, about their uh, art gallery. And thank you to everybody who uh, contributed towards that. We have about a minute to chat among ourselves. So uh, let me put on the microphone first of all. How, what, do, what do we think so far? <laughs> oh, it's great to be in, in a room with two other creative yeah. people to just... It was nice I, I, I'm, I'm just like you were saying, blown away, and just listening to Anne Maria, yeah. the way she's talking about this production that she's done, it sounds amazing. It sounds, it, it, it got me anyway, right, and you know I could feel it in my chest. The, 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 I know. Well, That's it, the yeah, it, it just, it, it, as, as you were saying earlier, it, it it's not so. F- long ago and and we still feel it we still feel the even though a lot of people wouldn't admit it yeah we still feel the effects of it and uh but, but yeah i'm definitely going to see it yeah, yeah I, I really want to see your work too yeah, like yeah. i'm interested in performance i i, I would have been in a more traditional theater yeah. road myself over the last few years but I, i'd be very interested Sure. Yeah. 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 It's all. It's all sort of uh, interacting, live, and yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah. I, but yeah. And local. So and local. Easy to get to. Yeah. And both of you are on Facebook. We are. Yes. Yeah. You so can you can link up. I'll, I'll make arrangements for you to yeah, link up. Sure. You can find me under Enchanted Cree Theatre. I Facebook. didn't know that. Yes, I looked that up as well. Yeah. You will be back with us before your your I will. musical so goes on. Um, I'll come back in with Amy Day, the composer and writer. Um, in the week of the performance that we have in the Roscommon Arts Centre on the um, the first the, the sixth. first sixth and the seventh uh, the Tuesday September. and Wednesday of September so book your tickets if you haven't got them already they're selling out fast and we'll do our absolute best okay see you next week